Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Well, that takes us nicely onto our last man, actually. Um, Jabby Alonso. Now, Valentine's has been and gone this week, but there is a man who might well be the perfect match for the Reds. He has been in the past, of course, the player. Xabi Alonso, currently ripping up trees by Leverkusen, as we're now very well aware. And Coach's voice once said he has shown a tactical awareness that have made Bayer a difficulty to play against, as well as efficient in their attacking play. Furthermore, he has marked himself out the coach whose approach merits close observation, and it's getting close observation right now, I think it's fair to say. In terms of formation, he may also should have B, he's the 4-2-3-1 and a 4-3-3, which obviously is in keeping with what Liverpool do predominantly. Um, but he's also used a Three four three, which I think is used quite a lot by Leverkusen as well. But my sort of biggest thing, obviously, is the, the, the connection, there's the bond, there's the emotional side. I'm trying to remove all that emotion if I possibly can, certainly while I'm speaking to you. But in terms of his tactical astuteness, in terms of the actual coaching job he's doing, if we take away the fact he's a former Liverpool player and he's very well decorated and we love him, how impressive is it? It's unbelievably impressive. It's unbelievable. I mean, Again, you know, to use a European phrase, Bayern are not in a good moment at the moment, uh, Bayern Munich, but um, and they haven't looked quite the strength of old. But where he's taken Leverkusen from to in such a short period of time, and that game last week, I mean, this chat comes at a good time because that game last weekend, that was 3-0, and that could have been anything. I mean, literally anything. It was just an absolute battering. And if you think about a coach and a team who are in new territory for them, breaking new ground. I mean, it's more than 20 years since Leverkusen were challenging at the, at the top of the Bundesliga, really. And they got to Champions League final around 20 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just, that was a, that was, a, that was going to be a real test. And it felt like that was a test that they passed. I mean, flying colours doesn't even come close. It was just, they just battered it away. 
Now, of course, there's still a long way to go. Bayern won't go away. And there's always the, the possibility that if Liverpool chat intensifies, that pressure gets even even more unbearable than it, than it already will be. Um, but he doesn't strike me as a character. I mean, I've interviewed him a couple of times back in the day when he was a player at Liverpool. Just perfectly composed. Um, he's worked with, he's played for and worked with you know, a who's who of the world's greatest coaches in the last generation and last one or two generations. And he also, he reminds me a lot of Guardiola and Arteta to a degree. You know, I look at these great players and I think that they were, they haven't just stopped playing and decided to be a coach. And this is where you start to think about people like, dare I say, Gerard, Lampard, Wayne Rooney, uh, English players actually. <laughs> These, these guys feel like they've been coaches for years. They, they were coaches when they were players. They were thinking about the game in a way when they were playing that set them aside from other players then. And this is why I feel it sets them aside from other coaches now. Um, and if he, I mean, you know, there are things, you know, Liverpool don't play with a back three. Liverpool don't really progress the ball centrally as much as other teams. By Liverpool definitely do. Alonso definitely prioritises those central areas. But as discussed earlier, Liverpool have midfielders now who it feels like feels like the midfielders Liverpool have now are more capable in that area than any that we've had in the Klopp era. You know, McAllister and Schobberside particularly. Um, Curtis Jones definitely. And Harvey Elliott, who doesn't get the credit he deserved this season. He's been absolutely brilliant um, whenever he's played. And yeah. I know Endo was a, you know, a kind of contingency signing. But again, and for the first few weeks, it looked to me like he was his touches were too heavy and he wanted too long on the ball, but he's adapted pretty well and has looked much better in recent times. But it feels like this squad is more set up to have Xavi Alonso manage it than Jürgen Klopp's previous squads had been. And this might just be me and you talking ourselves into the fact that he's going to be absolutely brilliant. But as discussed, this squad, whatever happens to the squad this summer, it's still going to be a really, really good squad to inherit. Um... And I think Xavi Alonso would find it. I mean, let's see if Barca come calling or let's see if Chelsea come calling or whoever, Bayern Munich, whatever. But um, there is a bit of heart to the guy. And I do find, I think, think if Liverpool came calling, I think he'd find it very difficult to turn, turn the job down. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. No, absolutely. I 100% agree with you on that. And I know there's a lot of noise around Bayern Munich and Thomas Tuchel at the moment, which therefore leads to the 
the prospect of Munich sniffing around Jabby Lonzo as well. But I just think, as you mentioned, he seems like a good person, first and foremost. And to move away from Bayer Leverkusen is one thing, but to move away from Bayer Leverkusen to Bayern Munich feels a little bit, oh, I'm not sure about that. So it doesn't feel, and that just might be me talking myself into that as well, potentially. But just on him, more generally as a manager, obviously very young in his managerial career still. Um, he's done the social that beast stuff, obviously, he's 18 months into a job at Bayer Leverkusen right now. But you mentioned it there, so there's loads of positive to him is his core principles, his philosophy, his forward thinking. It often seems very attack-minded. It is very possession-based, which Liverpool fans might have to become accustomed to ever so slightly. But in terms of negatives, do you see many in the way he's been going about his business? Because he's ticking boxes left, right and centre. There's that lack of experience. There's obviously a lack of a trophy cabinet right now, which could get fixed in the next few months. But there doesn't appear to be many from the outwards looking in. No, I agree. I agree. I think, you know, you can talk about, you know, formations and style of play and relative inexperience but you know he's not he's not crazily young you know he's older than he's older than Amarim he's older than Nagelsmann from the list we've been talking about um he's been coaching you know when we when we made content with Xabi Alonso that was in 20 early 2019 he was doing the Real Madrid 15s or 16s at the time um so it's not like he's it's not like he's completely wet behind the ears. And also the, the trajectory is quite nice. I mean, Madrid kids to Sociedad B to Leverkusen, it is a big step up to Liverpool, but it, it feels like a fairly consistent level of, of rise. Um, and if you're not going to, you know, if you're not going to take the job now, when? You know, one assumes that he'll be at Madrid, he'll do Madrid at some point. I mean, I was delighted when Ancelotti signed the new contract yeah. earlier in the year because, I think I thought that Madrid might be the most obvious next destination for them. Um, and then it's just always that, you know, this is the elephant in the room, isn't it, about all of these guys, that they're not Jurgen Klopp. And, you know, I think I've got, I've got one of my closest friends, I've been friends with for 30 odd years. And, you know, one of the things we joke about is that he has absolutely zero interest in sport or football, literally none, where, where it's all I care about. And he messaged me about five minutes after the clock news broke to say, are you okay? <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I I see, like, this is a guy who transcends football. And, and a, another mate of mine said, and this is, you know, this is no great kind of insight, but he said the beauty about Klopp is it, it's so rare that you get such a bond between not just club and manager, but club manager and city. Yeah. Um, and that's the alchemy between those three and what he's, brought and what he is and what he stands for politically as well let's be honest yeah. is something that's just going to be impossible to replicate yeah, 100% it is, yeah. And Liverpool have got a, a rich history of managers and we do tend to deify them, but for all the right reasons and many of them we've just mentioned there. Um, we're going to try and take emotion out of this next question. I, I mentioned to you earlier on off air and I'll say it, I'll say it publicly now. I've ever so slightly started to come to terms with the fact that Jürgen Klopp won't be our football manager for much longer. And I am just starting to turn the corner in whether that be doomsday or whether I can see light at the end of that particular tunnel. And I think all the great qualities that Klopp's instilled, and obviously all the great transfer work he's done and the, the brilliant set of players we now own. I think if we can add a, a new manager, a new voice who's got all the right qualities and he could add that possession base, I just wonder whether there's a hybrid mix of that rough, rugged, underdog, win-at-all-cost mentality mixed with the fact that we're going to keep the ball and just pass you to death. That could be perfect, essentially. But on all that note, 
who is the one out of the ones we've mentioned? Is it as simple as I think it might be? And I'll try and ask you two questions. Heart and head, is it the same answer? Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's Shabby Alonso. It, okay. it is. And I think because I am, I am emotionally, I am ready for next season to be difficult and for it to be just not what it has been under Klopp. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that regard, it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter to me who it is because it's going to be. I feel like it's going to be worse than it has been. But I feel like under Alonso, it's got more chance to be less bad, <laughs> which is kind of, kind of quite a negative way of looking at it. Um, but I feel like also emotionally, I feel like if I woke up and saw Xavi Alonso standing on the touchline, I'd feel slightly soothed. Yeah, um, it definitely softens a blow, doesn't it? I think I think we we're all in that mindset pretty much immediately after because I mean it's so so rare that you know obviously the, the bombshell news and the heartbreaking news essentially Ian Klopp would leave and I spent my entire day that day I was up at Anfield bloody ten o'clock at night still speaking about it to BBC News, but the whole time you're having these conversations and it's gutting, it's heartbreaking, but there was this again this sideways look at. Zabi Alonso would be a good fit, though, wouldn't he? And it's never, I never imagined that would be the case. Never imagined that would be the case. But yeah, he does feel very much like it would soften the blow, as I say. 